Well, British gender activist Posey Parker has left New Zealand, calling it the worst place for women she has ever visited. Kelly Jane Keane Minchell uh, is her real name, but also known as Posey Parker, left her rally at Albert Park in Auckland on Saturday without having even the chance to speak, after being overwhelmed by thousands of heckling counter-protesters who broke the barriers, doused her with tomato juice, and then the mob hounding the event out of a public space. It was a sad day for free speech, and it was an atrocious day for women who simply want to stand up for their rights. Now, here's a few video clips from the event. You can see the counter-protesters breaking through the virtually non-existent security barriers and uh, very little police presence. Lots of noise. Posey Parker on the stage and immediately getting assaulted um, and doused with that juice on stage. Uh, and then, of course, the counter-protesters engulfing her, and she's actually right in the middle of this melee uh, and they're trying to protect her and trying to get her out of there. And you can see just the aggression that is going on, trying to protect her. Um, there she is, as they try to escort her safely out. And then here was some mainstream news coverage. And once again, uh, a huge amount of aggression. Just simply would not let her speak. And today, we talked to free speech advocate and supporter of Speak Up For Women, Annie O'Brien, who was at the event at Albert Park. Well, with me is Annie O'Brien, who is part of the Free Speech Union and uh, has also uh, is a supporter of uh, Speak Up for Women. Uh, Annie and I are old friends who have been campaigning in this area for a number of years. Annie, thanks for being on McBlog. Um, Look, to be honest, after the weekend, I just want to give you a big hug and say sorry on behalf of most New Zealanders. You were at the protest. Just um, relive that day as painful as it is. Just what happened? Oh, it was pretty horrific, to be honest. Um, I've never seen scenes like that in New Zealand ever. I didn't think I would ever see scenes like that, to be honest. Um, it was. It felt quite planned. We were all behind barriers, um, waiting for uh, Kelly J to arrive. Uh, the second she arrived, there was the attack on her. Um, and then as she was cleaning up, there was a, a simultaneous pushing from all sides um, from the protesters where they just dismantled the, the barricades and threw them aside and just came at us. And um, seeing such... Um, rabid angry people coming for you is is something that I won't forget mm. um you uh, there's some videos going around you can see that you know these you know smiling young people with rainbow flags they were nowhere to be seen at the front lines um what we saw were very angry aggressive men some of them had um armed themselves with um various kind of steel um like arm guards it was very weird it was kind of like cosplay um and um it, it seemed to me that the, the front line was more angry uh men um who identified in various ways um who saw it as an opportunity to beat down on women rather than like I said like um, you know, the, the scenes that you might have seen of of, ha of happy people and rainbows and stuff, they were right down the back. Um, that's not what we saw at the front. Um, 
and then um, they started pushing and shoving and there was punching and kicking. I was lucky. I just got shoved um, and screamed at um, and things blown in my face. Um, I know. Yeah, and I, I was aware of some, uh, you know, elderly people that were there, uh, some feminists. Um, they were part mm -hmm. of the wanting to hear Posey speak, hearing what she had to say. Mm -hmm. uh, and there just seemed to be no separation, no control. I mean, uh, where mm -hmm. were the police? It was quite clear to anybody that it could easily turn violent on the day. Well, this is something that just disturbs me the most about all of this is... Um, Kelly J actually said to me the day before, because um, she'd seen all the um, uh, angst and obviously she was being portrayed very um, unfairly in the media. Mm. She said, do you trust your police to protect us? And I said, yes. Um, and I feel really stupid now. <laughs> mm. um, they weren't there. Um, there's been footage that shows that, they, that some of them were actually nearby and chose whoever there was calling the shots chose not to have them come and intervene. But we had a week before the event of the Green Party and various activists saying there will be violence. Now, the Let Women Speak events have happened all over the world and there has never been violence from the woman. It's it's only ever been um, activists protesting so there is no evidence there was ever going to be violence from us so they could only be predicting violence from their side um and they all said it they took a court case trying to prevent her from coming into the country um and were unsuccessful obviously but they said there was going to be violence there yeah. um and so the police had every indication that this was going to turn nasty um and yet they chose not to come. I ended up calling the police from the middle of the kind of fray mm. because, and, and I didn't for a while because I thought they're, they're coming, they must be coming. And um, there's no way that with this much people and this much violence, they won't come. Mm. Um, and I rang and um, the guy on the phone said, um, oh yeah, we know. Uh, and I said, there's a woman trapped in the rotunda and she's only got like two security guards and they're trying to protect her mm. and they are trying to get to her. Like, what do you think they're going to do when they reach her? And mm. um, they said, oh, but we've got open jobs on this. You know, we know about it. We're, we're kind of coming And uh, I just couldn't believe it. And so um, I know various people will be OIAing um, <laughs> the police and, and everything, but um, I think we definitely need to find out what happened there, if it was a conscious political decision to allow a group of women to be attacked um, mm. by a mob that had been frothing all week, basically. Did you fear for your safety? Yes, um, I did. I'm, I was more afraid for Kelly J's safety. Mm. Um, as you can see in some of the um, images, she is being, tr they're trying to pull her to the ground. And I firmly believe if they would have got her to the ground, they could have killed her mm. because they wouldn't have stopped. You see some of their signs say that they stomped turfs um, and, and various other violent messages. Mm. Um, they would not have stopped if they'd succeeded. And hats off to the, um, to the security guards and to the amazing woman who um, surrounded her despite being 
kicked and pulled yeah. and um you know they got her out of there the police didn't get her out of there they were there like just before the car to, yeah. to hand off but um it was you know um I think it was they were from um, Manawahini Korero which is the Maori women's group who invited Kelly J mm -hmm. um and I just can't um compliment them enough for their bravery um because Kelly Kelly yeah. J, uh, or, you know, Posey Parker is, uh, yeah. <laughs> is you know, name you up. She said this, she was a victim of a campaign to assassinate her character boosted by a corrupt media mm -hmm. populated by vile, dishonored, dishonest cult members. You and I have both been part of the media. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you agree with what she's saying? Yeah, I do. Um, I have been very critical of the media in, in recent years, but I've tried to be fair. Um and not attack them um but i've, I've definitely um, been critical of their group think and that kind of thing um after last week and seeing their reaction to to this um event on saturday i i don't know what to say i just think mm. they need to look in the mirror there are some especially from like news hub um some of those journalists or reporters they 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 are so responsible for some of this violence. They frothed up this already rabid crowd full of people who um, have shown on other occasions that they don't um, they don't behave to the values that I would say most of us do. Um, well, I think the ironic part was that uh, you know Chanel Lau was on one breakfast saying that he feared for his life, and Max Tweedy from Auckland Pride said, you know, that they were fearful, and yet uh, it, it seemed like they were drumming up a lot of the aggression in the crowd. But I wonder how much the politics affected it. Um, for example, mm. two quotes: uh, one by Michael Wood, the immigration minister, who said that. You know, she had inflammatory, vile, and incorrect worldviews. Mm. And uh, Chris Hipkins, the Prime Minister, said he condemned people who abused their right to freedom of speech to create division. Yeah, well, uh, I wonder if he's going to condemn the, the people who um, enacted violence against a group of women trying to talk about uh, simply um, accessing sex segregated spaces and, mm. and services, you know, that's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about how, hey, when your mother is elderly and she, she needs um, help um, in, in a home perhaps, um, and she needs intimate care, mm. she should have the right to ask for a female nurse. Mm. That is pretty basic, I would say. Um, but those rights are being taken away because now if that nurse says, I'm a woman, but actually they're a biological male. Mm. Well, your mum's not able to say, I don't want this person, I want a female. Um, that's the kind of thing we wanted to talk about. We didn't want to, you know, denigrate anyone's identity or anything like that. It was just purely, um, you know, in society, how we organise ourselves um, matters because, um, you know, we, we, we've got a, an entire history of, um, what happens when women don't have these spaces and services, you know? Um, and even though, um, you know, the majority of men are good people and would never, never think of um, harming a woman, um, there are those that do. Uh, and that's why we've um, had these spaces separate. And um, I think it's a, a pretty fair conversation to have. It's not, um, certainly not, 
you know, calling for hate against anyone or anything like that. Um, and and I think that Kelly J has really hit the nail on the head in terms of the campaign against her. Mm. So how I see it is, unfortunately for the people like Max Tweedy and Chanel, most people actually agree with what Kelly J or what I say about yeah. there being two sexes, yeah. women not having penises, all that kind of business. And so they can't shut her up by calling her a turf anymore. There is one thing that everyone hates, and that's a Nazi. So yeah. they use that to make it justifiable for them to attack her um, and for her to be shut down. Mm. And, and that's what they did. They were successful. They were aided by the media. Um, and they used that to make her um, a person who deserved violence. Mm. and that they could justify that violence. Yeah. And look, um, just to explain to our audience, because some people aren't aware of uh, that term you used, uh, which is used in a derogatory way, a turf. Can you just explain mm -hmm. that uh, in sure. sort of a basic 101 definition? Yeah, so um, turf uh, stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist, which <laughs> sounds like it would be probably a small group of people. It's quite a, a mouthful. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, over the years, this has just come to mean anybody who believes in biological sex and rejects some of the trans activist um, dogma. Um, and so uh, I get called a turf a lot. It usually, when it comes from um, you know the activists, it will be accompanied by um, a lot of swear words and attacks and threats. Um, and so. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of used just as a catch-all now, but it used to mean feminists who, who said trans women are not women. Yeah. So just finally, um, what does this mean for two, group, uh, two things? And the first one is, what does it mean for feminism? Because uh, I actually wonder if, as a result of the weekend, it might have been the tipping point to realise that the group that is calling themselves the victims are not actually the victims. They've got mm. huge media backing, they are actually very aggressive and want to force their ideology on everybody. And I, I wonder whether actually it was an eye-opener. But mm -hmm. from your perspective, what, what impact will this have for feminism? Uh, it, it's made a, a division that was already there even greater. Um, uh, I wouldn't consider the women who support that movement feminists, but they wouldn't consider me feminist because I don't support trans women being women. Um, so there's that division anyway. I think um, what needs to happen now, and, I, and I'm hopeful given the messages I've received since Saturday, mm. is that this needs to stop being a feminist issue. Mm. This needs to be um, an issue for society who um, for those who want to live in a harmonious um, and um, tolerant society, um, we need to stand up to this because basically this antisocial group is attacking um, multiple groups. They're going after women as we saw um, uh, we saw it on Saturday, but um, I know as well, um, obviously, uh, with with your Christian background, mm. um, they're going after religious people as well, going after anyone who um, who doesn't toe the line. We need to kind of come together for all of our differences 
and go, we agree in a in a healthy society, we agree um, in a society that doesn't let mob rule dictate who gets to speak, who gets to, um, you know, listen, um, we're going to stand up to this. Yeah. Um, and I was really pleased to see I got I got a lot of messages from men um, after Saturday saying, mm. I didn't realize how bad this was. I'm really worried now for my wife, for my daughters, for my mother, you know. Yep. Um, and they said, like, look, what do we do? And I think we need to regroup a bit and figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's but, why, uh, you know, I'm stoked with our alliance mm. in terms of we may disagree on a number of issues, <laughs> but we agree to come together on on the issues that we're, you know, strong together on. And this is one of them. Annie, mm. just um, one final issue. What impact is this for free speech? Because I think some groups might think twice about whether they want to speak up. This is a really, really sad day for free speech in New Zealand. Um, I was happy to show up on Saturday and have a protest there. That's their free speech rights. I thought it would be noisy, and it was. And um, when I got there, I was quite happy. I could see there was barricades there. They were shouting over there. We were waiting to listen. Absolutely fine. Mm. But what happened was um, the thugs veto won out. And that means that violence was used to silence um, Kelly J, but also silence the group of us there. Um, and, and what that indicated was that in New Zealand now, if you are the angriest, scariest, loudest protesters, you decide who gets to speak and listen in this country. Mm. And so I, I asked um, the Free Speech Union um, email list, I, I asked them, um, you know, do we need to send a list of approved uh, groups and topics to the activists? Because they're in charge now, clearly. Mm. Um, do they just sign off and then we know we're okay, we're not going to be attacked? Mm. That's, not, that's not good enough. Um, free speech is about... Um, the freedom to speak, the freedom to listen, um, and use words and dialogue to disagree in productive ways. Um, violence is never the answer. And um, what worries me is not that violence happened on Saturday, it's that our politicians and our media have celebrated it. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And I really appreciate your time. And um, together we will continue to battle on this front so um it's yeah. good to lock arms in this but um, i hope you get time just to relax and rest <laughs> from a pretty uh, awful experience on saturday yeah thanks bob